There is no secret formula for better customer service. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot, bringing service and support together in one powerful platform so you can deliver the best experiences possible and free up a rep's time with an AI-powered help desk. Also, you can easily support and grow your customer base. Secrets out, everybody. Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to learn more. Good morning, everyone. It's Thursday, February 22nd. I'm John Weigel here with Mark Dent, and this is the Hustle Daily Show. Apple's latest foray into the sports market came yesterday with the release of Apple Sports, an app that helps users track real-time scores from many popular sports leagues around the world. So what's the big idea here? Are Apple and other tech companies trying to infringe on ESPN's market share? We'll chat about that in a bit, but first, let's give you the hits and headlines today across business and tech. Kicking us off, Elon Musk said the first Neuralink patient who had a chip implanted in their brain a few weeks ago made a full recovery and can now control a computer mouse using only their thoughts. Spooky. Next up, Japan's Uber Eats is onboarding new staff members, which are robots. The company is partnering with Kartkin, a robotics firm, and Mitsubishi Electric on autonomous robots that will be slinging takeout orders through the sidewalks of Tokyo. Mark, what do you make of this development? Yeah, I, I think it sounds really cool, and, and it would be kind of fun to see that little robot on on the streets, <laughs> no question. But I, what, every time like you know, I, I hear a story like this coming out, I, I'm always wondering like, okay, but then when does it move on to like the real life phase? Right. Like these pilot programs just kind of take forever. You know, we still don't have a lot of drones delivering stuff for Amazon. We we do have some autonomous cars in in some cities, but we don't have them at scale or anything even close to that, which which we were supposed to have a few years ago. So yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, I'm I want to see this. I don't know when we will. Yeah, I, I think that's a good call out about the autonomous cars as well, because if we've seen anything from the autonomous car industry in Waymo, we know that uh, there were some like people that just burned a Waymo car, <laughs> and there were some riots. Yeah. Um. So I'm kind of curious how this small beer cooler sized robot will fare in America. I mean, Japan, we kind of talked about before the podcast, feel like is a little more polite and kind of a little more understanding towards these little guys. But if you came across one of these in New York, it would be just upside down on the ground. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. And it's just like, it's a very cute robot. Like if you look at the the <laughs> photos, which will maybe prevent I, some, some hatred from being like spewed at them. But, you know, it's also quite small, so it, it's an easy target. It is. So we'll, we'll see if this gets any rapid adoption anytime soon. I, I'd be shocked if it did. All right, moving on. The Biden administration announced $1.2 billion in student loan forgiveness for about 153,000 borrowers who've been repaying for 10 plus years and originally borrowed $12,000 or less. And finally, in some AI news, a few headlines here. ChatGPT had a wild Tuesday night spitting out nonsensical responses to users' requests. OpenAI said it had resolved the issue Wednesday morning, but did not share what exactly caused it. But on Google's side, Google launched two new AI models for developers, Gemma 2B and Gemma 7B, plus a, quote, responsible toolkit for how to create safe AI apps using Gemma. So it seems like Google's ramping up on their AI over there. Our main story today is about Apple's new Apple Sports app that launched yesterday. Its capabilities as of now are just to track scores of your favorite teams and Apple TV connection for potential game streaming. 
Mark, what's up with Apple Sports and what does it really mean for the sports industry? Yeah, so I mean, like, like you said, like for for right now, this is just a very simple app. Mm-hmm. It is is truly something that you can download on your iPhone, and it it shows you the scores to the games. You can click on the games and see some more detailed statistics. I mean, which is a good public service, but nevertheless, a public service brought to you by many other places. You know, notably ESPN, which has an extremely popular app where you can do all of this and more. But also just a Google, you know, I Google the scores sometimes on my phone or on my desktop and I can just get all the info that way. And, you know, Apple's not really doing a whole lot more than that. And so this sort of seems, I think, on the surface, like just not that big of a deal. But I I think that it has potential to be a bigger deal in the future. Yeah. Some of the things that it came in with was this kind of touted integration with Apple News and other kind of Apple software. But something that was surprisingly mentioned is that this isn't automatically downloaded on your iPhone, kind of like how the news app would be or like the health app or things of that nature. It just kind of, you have to go get it yourself. But kind of to your point, you could just easily go on Google and find the results to any of these games. But I think the, the big kind of thing here is the potential for streaming games on this app, which of course, Apple doesn't exactly have the rights to yet. Well, right. Uh, Apple, they have the rights to MLS and, and that's it, mm-hmm. right? To Major League Soccer, which is popular, but it's it's not the NBA, you know, it's not even the English Premier League. But there's a capability that I, that I, I don't know for sure if it's on the app already, but Apple has said that it certainly will be where when you click on the score, like when, when you see the scores, it'll have like what kind of TV network it's on. And if you have like an Apple TV, then you'll be able to click on it and it'll take you to that game. And and that would be for if it's on like Apple Plus, i.e. like an MLS game, or it would take you to another kind of streaming either network or like an over the top kind of cable channel if you have the right setup and you have, again, like the whole Apple TV, everything. And that 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 is a pretty big deal to me because like it really sucks right now to be a sports fan. And then I know I'm not the only one who says that because it's really hard to tell what channel something is going to be on. Like, is it going to be on ESPN plus or is it going to be on ESPN, you know, regular? Is it going to be on Peacock like that random playoff game was between the Chiefs and the Dolphins? You know, I, I I know Caitlin Clark, who just set the scoring record for NCAA basketball for women uh, about 10 days ago. You know, that game was on Peacock. And I, I'm sure more people would have loved to watch it if they knew what channel it was on right. or had that channel for that matter. Yeah. So the, I, I do think that it could simplify things in a way that would make this app enticing and also, you know, functional in a way that, that we don't have at this point. And, and then, you know, just in addition to that, this is just Apple getting involved in sports, mm-hmm. big tech getting involved in sports, which could be a big story for years to come. Definitely. Yeah. Sports rights are a bit dicey right now. just want to echo what you said there, that finding the place to watch these things isn't exactly that easy anymore between flipping channels. And it's not you're not flipping channels anymore. You're logging into seven different apps or kind of making logins to different apps and getting a bunch of free trials nowadays. Uh, but yeah, what you said about big tech makes a lot of sense. I mean, Apple getting into the whole sports game. I feel like they did a good job with it getting into the halftime show. I feel like that was kind of a nice first base for them and doing that now two years in a row. But with other kind of companies in big tech like Amazon, I know has some a few sports rights and 
uh, Netflix getting kind of into it. I we talked a while about uh, with with WWE. Yeah, with WWE, they're going to broadcast WWE Raw in 2025, and they also gained some rights to a few tennis matches that they're going to do live. So, yeah, it's kind of a wild, wild west right now with these tech companies trying to get a piece of the pie. Do you think ESPN has a lot to worry about right now? I, I think like when when you just like see this app on the surface, then no. I mean. The ESPN app uh, appears to be better <laughs> than this Apple app, at least as it was released and as it is in its current state. But yeah, like we saw just last week, for instance, to, to talk even more about the the kind of crazy world of sports media rights, ESPN, Fox, and Warner Brothers Discovery kind of combined together to create what's being called the skinny bundle. <laughs> and it's going to be for, I think it's going to be around 40 to $50 a month. You can get like of a lot of sports that are on those various networks that, you know, that normally you'd have to like buy like a cable subscription or like YouTube TV to get. And so there's just so much going on. And ESPN, obviously just 10 years ago, and, and again, it, and just to make clear, ESPN, which is part of Disney, 10 years ago was like this behemoth. Like it was, it was completely dominant and completely invincible. And that's changed, of course, as people have cut, cut the cord. And now it's trying to figure out what it needs to be. And, and so I think like anything that might cut into its share, even if it's just something like where people are looking at the ESPN app or ESPN.com a little bit less often mm -hmm. for scores is just another thing it has to contend with. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Disney doesn't want to deal with that. Sure. Of course. And one more thing I did want to mention about this app's capabilities is that kind of on the scoring front, like when you click on a game score, you also see betting odds for the game. And that kind of Although not yet, it kind of might pave the way for them to get into a bit of sports betting, which, as we've reported on The Hustle multiple times, is a very lucrative industry, too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Bloomberg's Dave Lee had a had a really good column about this on on Wednesday uh, about this new Apple app. And and he he mentioned in, in this column that the app, it, it doesn't just show like the odds of of the game from like any casino. It, it shows it from DraftKings. Right. And and so you wonder like that partnership that it's going on with DraftKings here, could that become something more mm. to where instead of just showing the odds, you have an easy way to click and you're taken to DraftKings and you can make a bet, which would be obviously good for DraftKings. And if, if such a relationship were to happen, uh, you know, Apple would probably get some type of cut from that, which would be very good for Apple. And, you know, as we all know about gambling, which can be a big problem for a lot of people, potentially not so great for society. Yeah, sure. But I mean, you know, all will tell in time. This is just a very, very small baby step as we've kind of discussed. And yep. We'll see what capabilities this gets blown out with in due time, I'm sure. All right, that'll do it for us today. Thanks for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Trippiano and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, go get yourself signed up at thehustle.co slash email, and we'll see you tomorrow. Hey, everybody, I got a great podcast to tell you about. It's called Truth, Lies, and Work, and it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On this show, you can join husband and wife team Al and Leanne Elliott as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great people. They actually just did an episode with John Smith, who is the manager and agent of famous Argentinian soccer player Diego Maradona. 
He talks about in this episode how he was able to manage the global superstar athlete celebrity that Maradona is and was. It's a great listen. You better get out there and check it out. And you can listen to Truth, Lies, and Work wherever you get your podcasts.